Hey, beautiful lady. Are you a woman who is curious about what trauma is? Maybe you've heard about this mental health dysfunction or at least this five letter word and you want to know more. Maybe you're a woman who thinks you might have trauma or maybe you're a woman who knows you have trauma. And you just know you need freedom from this awful struggle that you're going through. Regardless of where you lie on that spectrum, today we are starting a 10-part series called What is Trauma? to teach you all about what this awful mental health dysfunction really is so that you can not only know what's going on inside of you, but you can then get the right help to heal it because you deserve that. And that is exactly what God wants for you. Welcome to the Stress Release for Christian Women podcast. My name is Laura, and I am a mental health practitioner, a Christian woman, and a survivor of mental health dysfunctions and disorders on all ends of the stress spectrum. In this podcast, we are going to be talking about stress and mental health from God's perspective, what mental health resources help to turn it all off, and how you can find peace in your mind and body no matter what storm is raging around you. We are going to be talking about some heavier topics that are not suitable for kids. So if you've got kiddos with you, grab some headphones or save this podcast for later. And know that this information is simply here for educational purposes only, not to replace any advice from a trained mental or physical health care professional. If you do need resources for that, you can check out my website, which is linked in the show notes below. So settle in, take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, and let's learn, grow, and find peace in your mind and body together. Hey, beautiful lady, welcome back to the Stress Release for Christian Women podcast, and welcome to our new series called What is Trauma? This is the third series in this podcast, and we have now covered what stress is, as well as the mental health resources that can help you turn off your stress, what I called help for your stress. And today we're going to go deep into one of the main sources of stress in humans, and that is trauma. It's going to be a 10-part series teaching you what trauma is, what the signs and symptoms are, and how and why God created you in a way that includes trauma. So really getting into the science of how the things you go through in life can impact you mentally and emotionally and looking at that from a creation perspective and why God allows this and why he created the brain and body to carry this wounding. So what I hope out of this is to help you build a foundation for understanding not only what trauma is, but maybe a little bit of whether or not you have it. And from there, 
understanding how to get the right help so you can heal. When we come to mental health, we're looking for healing. And we teach, I teach this so that you can understand what the problem really is. Because it's hard to get the right help if you don't even know what the problem really is. And there's actually a lot more to the mental health world than just talk therapy. And while that is amazing, sometimes that's not the right help for you. And so I want to teach you about trauma, this really big cause of stress to help you get the right help if this is something that you have and need help with. And as a woman with trauma, I have such a passion for helping women heal And God's really placed it on my heart to bring this to you. And so I'm really excited today to introduce to you the basics of what trauma is and start this new series so that I can help you lay that foundation and eventually get the right help. Before we dive in, I just want you to know that in a way bigger than most of us can comprehend, trauma can actually be triggered just by learning about the science of it. It's a deep conversation, but learning about how this wounding ended up in your mind and body can actually trigger it and bring a lot of it up and really drown you in a lot of that stress. So I just want you to know before we dive in that this series could be really overwhelming for you. And if you know you have trauma and that you get really triggered easily, just go slow. Let God lead this when you listen, how long you listen to each episode. Let him be the authority on this, because if you just dive right in, it can actually really hurt. And I say that from personal experience. So go slow with this. If you need to pause and take deep breaths. And pray always if you're getting overwhelmed. If it gets to be too much, just turn it off altogether. And if at any point it is so overwhelming, you need help. Every episode in the show notes, there's a ton of resources, specifically a free download of a mental health technique that can pull you out of that trigger, as well as a membership of a whole bunch of resources that video included to help pull you out of triggers. So free and paid resources down in the show notes. If at any point you're not okay and you need help, pause the podcast, go to the show notes and at least download that free video so that you can get help in that moment. You don't need to stay stuck in that trigger. That's not a place that's good for you and it's not where God wants you to live. So what is trauma? Trauma by definition is the wounding that you carry from harmful or life-threatening events that you've lived through. Things that have harmed you physically, mentally, emotionally, and or spiritually. And things that have left negative, lasting impacts, creating an inability to function physically, mentally, emotionally, and or spiritually. Many people believe that trauma is what happened to you. It's the car accident or the tornado or the assault. But trauma is the wounding you carry from what happened to you. 
And it's not what happened. It's actually how you perceived what happened to you. And so trauma is this psychological wound in your mind, your heart, and your body from the thing that's happened to you. Spiritually speaking, I like to say it's the damage that Satan has done to you during and after the event, during and after the hard thing that he made you go through that hurt you in some way, shape, or form. It's that damage in your mind, your heart, and your body, or the wounding in those places from the pain he's inflicted on you in life. There are five situations in life where we can say pretty much anyone is going to walk away with trauma. And these include mental and emotional abuse, physical and sexual assaults, accidents, natural disasters, and war. We as humans are very fragile. And when we go through hard things like that, it's almost guaranteed that we're going to have some type of trauma. Technically speaking, trauma is how you perceived an event. So it is possible that you could go through something hard like that and walk away fine. But most people are going to walk away with trauma. Where we see people in a kind of flux where some people traumatize and some don't, is when it's a lot less abusive, but it's really painful. And then it really depends on where your brain and your heart are in that moment. You know, if a 13-year-old girl gets dumped, it could be life-shattering and she could truly traumatize in that moment. You could also have a race car driver get into a really bad car accident and not traumatize because this is their work. And they somehow think this is fun. And so trauma is how you perceived what you went through. There are big things that most people are going to walk away with trauma from. And there are little things that some people think are no big deal. And you absolutely could have trauma from. Because trauma is how you perceived the hard thing you went through. And we're going to get into that deeply today. When we look at perception of your brain, how it perceives this event, if you will, trauma typically gets stored when you go into shock during and after the event and you are unable to cope with it mentally and emotionally. Shock is survival mode. It's fight, flight, freeze. When you go into fight, which is usually the first state of survival mode you go into, your brain will say, can I fight the danger and win? If it says yes, you will fight and try to win. And if you win and you beat the enemy, whoever it is, whatever it is, you probably won't store trauma in your brain and body because you have not actually been that hurt. You've succeeded. If you cannot fight, your brain will put you into flight mode, and this is running away. And if it deems it safe and winnable to run away, you'll run 
You'll run faster than you thought a human could possibly run. And you might outrun the danger. I don't think it's possible to outrun a tornado, but man, flight might get you there. And if you outrun the danger, you're safe and you may not store that as trauma. It's possible that in either of these states you could, but probable that you won't. We see trauma store most often in the state of freeze. And as women, freeze is a state we end up in and it's hard. It's not safe to fight or run and we will not survive. And so the brain goes into freeze, which is shut down or collapse. I talked about this in some of the episodes in the first series on stress. God designed you with a freeze response so that you would not only survive what was about to happen, but you would not have to feel all of it. There's endorphins that pump through your body to numb you out physically and emotionally so you don't actually feel what you're going through, whether it's something bad at the hands of nature or another human, an animal. And when you freeze, you endure the hard thing. But when you freeze, you're not able to protect yourself. You're not able to get away. And there is a sense of powerlessness and helplessness that comes over you in that moment. And that is often when we see trauma getting stored. When you go into freeze, you have to endure the hard thing. And then when the hard thing is over, regardless of what it was, ideally your brain realizes you're safe. You come back to life. You come back to the state of rest and de- rest and digest, which is peace in your mind and body. And you bounce back. Except we are finding that people don't often bounce back. They typically traumatize and now they're stuck. And that memory is stuck and they are stuck in that moment and they relive it. And that is the trauma and that is the flashback. And it is awful. And I have lived that. I have had PTSD. I know exactly what this is. I'm with you in this. So trauma is when you go into shock and you can't cope with what happened after the fact. And usually if you were able to fight and win or run and get away, you're okay. And there might be some trauma, but your brain's able to understand that you won. And so it's easier for your brain to cope with that, to process mentally and emotionally what happened. You still could have trauma if there's not the right help for you to really process. And sometimes we really need another human to do that. And we don't always have a human to help us in those moments. In the mental health world, there is an acronym used to help you understand when people typically store trauma, what type of an event and how they perceived that event. And it's UDIN, U-D-I-N. And it stands for unexpected, dramatic, isolating, and no resources. So typically what we see when people store trauma is that what happened to them came out of the blue. It was completely unexpected 
which throws your nervous system and survival brain into shock very severely and very suddenly. We see that it's dramatic and dramatic means explosive. So typically this is some really big, bad thing. But what's dramatic and explosive for you and your brain and your heart is unique to you and unique to who you are right now in this moment. A 13-year-old girl who's only dated a guy for two weeks shouldn't have trauma if he dumps her, except she may have now banked her entire life on this man and spent two weeks dreaming of their children and their dogs and the farm they're going to live on or whatever her dream is. And this is life-shattering for her. And maybe he does it in the middle of the lunchroom and everyone sees. That's dramatic. So 13-year-old breakup doesn't sound like a bad thing, except we know that it's life-shattering. And so maybe she didn't really care. Maybe the guy was kind of a jerk and she's grateful and she doesn't have trauma. Or maybe she's the girl who banked her whole life on it and now she's traumatized because this was explosive for her. We see that these events are isolating. Isolating traps you in this little lonely place where you feel helpless. You could truly be alone And whatever is hurting you, nature, people, animals, are the only thing with you physically in the physical world. Or you could be surrounded by a crowd of people, but no one is helping you. That girl in the lunchroom would have hundreds of people around her. And yet none of them are helping her. Because let's say the only friend she has is in the bathroom at the time. So isolating really is when Satan traps you and you are alone and you don't have people, you don't have help. And we oftentimes forget to look up. We may even have this autopilot response to pray to God, to cry out to him. But we're so locked in the fight, flight, freeze response that we can't even feel him or find him. Jesus is next to you every moment of every day. He's with you in every storm in your boat. And it's so hard to find him. And so isolating is when we can't find him and we don't have the right people. And that leads us to no resources, which is you don't have the right help. No one is there to help you physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually through what is happening And after what just happened, we as humans can't fight the devil on our own. We need God. And if we can't find God, and if no human intervenes and is with us through that, we feel helpless. And that is when we start to store trauma. It is often that you do not have the perfect mental health practitioner with you to cope through everything and process everything afterwards. And again, if you didn't connect with God, who is the perfect therapist after, which is not your fault, it is so hard to find him when your brain is doing this survival mode thing. I can attest to that. That isolation, that no help, that loneliness 
really sets in. You've had this unexpected, dramatic thing happen and you feel so helpless and alone. And the brain and the body shut down and you collapse. And it's in that collapse, trauma starts to get stored. Spiritually, I like to say, these are the jarring things that Satan hurls at you that you can't handle on your own. And so your brain, heart, and body walk away wounded with trauma. It's just one of the unfortunate things of being a human in this fallen world. In the mental health world, we have something called the three E's of trauma. And these are the three main things that happen when you get wounded with trauma. Three steps, if you will. They are event, experience, and effect. The event is the hard thing that you went through in life where your brain can rewire with trauma. And the hard things you go through in life that can really set you up for this are mental or emotional harm, physical harm, spiritual harm. These events are those bad things. They could be the big bad things like the mental or emotional abuse, the car accident, war, the assaults, natural disasters. Or they could be the smaller bad things like getting dumped And maybe getting a speeding ticket and you're totally safe, but this is alarming. It can be anywhere on this spectrum because again, trauma is what you perceive to happen. So trauma is not these events. These events are the bad things Satan is hurling your way in life. These events are what happened. The details of the negative. Then we have experiences and experiences are how you perceived the event or events that you've had to endure in your life. This is how your brain perceived what was happening. So there's the event, which is the facts of what happened. You were in a car accident, but then there's the experience of how you perceived every single aspect of that car accident. And typically with these experiences, when we look at trauma, by nature, they create a power dynamic where someone or something has power over you, like a person or a natural disaster. Something is bigger than you and you can't escape harm from it. This is what I was talking about earlier, that freeze response. You cannot fight or run away. You are now trapped and helpless. And those unexpected, dramatic, isolating, no resources, things start to set in. You are powerless to whatever is abusing and harming you. And when you're powerless, you will feel helpless. And when you feel helpless, We begin to see the emotions of humiliation, guilt, shame, and betrayal creep in. These could be physical, kind of psychological emotions. They could be spiritual. We can see the enemy moving in this. He attacks and you're powerless. And now you have humiliation, guilt, 
shame, and betrayal added onto it. When you feel powerless, typically you're going to begin to start asking, why me? Why now? Or maybe why again? And this leads your mind and heart to begin collapsing. And when you begin collapsing, you start to see the wounding in your brain, your heart, and your body that we call trauma. So how you perceive what you go through is based on multiple things. It's based on how old you are. If you're 30 or 40 years old, you're going to perceive things differently than a two to five-year-old. And even a two-year-old will perceive things different than a five-year-old. So your age is going to give you a different perception because of the different developments in the brain and the experiences you've had in life. The second thing is the experiences you've already lived through. And this goes on both ends of a spectrum here. If you have had a really good life, you've had a lot of loving relationships, amazing Christian community, and you haven't lived through a lot of hard things, a really bad thing could be extremely damaging to you because you go into this jarring shock state and you've never lived something like this before. So an assault or a natural disaster, something huge could be really jarring for you because you've always had things in a much safer way. Whereas someone who's lived this over and over again knows how to brace for it. It's also true that if you've had a really beautiful life, you might know that good exists in the world and you might know the God who gets you through it and gets you out of it. Whereas someone who has always had abuse, always had trauma, always felt that life was never good, their brain is going to struggle to suddenly believe that life could get better. That's actually the camp I lived in. Abuse started as an infant. I never had a brain understand that life could be good, that God was real and loving, and that life could get better. So it doesn't matter what spectrum, what end of the spectrum you come from. What matters is that this is unique to who you are in the moment the trauma happened and how your brain perceived it. And how your brain perceived it, only God really knows. So we truly cannot type trauma in a way that says you have it, you don't, if you've lived through this, because it's so dependent on what your brain was thinking and feeling in that moment, which is completely dependent on everything you've lived up till then and your perceptions of all of that. We also see that your perceptions are going to change how you view this event based on whether or not people are there to help you physically, mentally, emotionally, and or spiritually. If you are isolated and you have no help, no resources, it's a lot harder 
to come out of it and feel safe. If you don't feel safe, you will not walk away okay. You will walk away with trauma. And when someone is there to help you in these ways to feel safe is when we start to see people not have trauma when we thought they would. Spiritually, as I was writing this, I was thinking about Peter and Paul and how many times they are beaten and flogged and put in prison. And they come out of prison practically dancing. You know, they come out of prison jumping for joy at the goodness of God while their back is probably still bleeding. Prison back then was beyond our comprehension. Our prison system today is awful and it looks cushy compared to what these guys went through. And they were not traumatized. How is that possible? Is it just that Jesus was supernaturally protecting them? Maybe. But deeper than that, by the time they are being imprisoned, they are so strong in their faith. They are so connected to the Spirit of Christ that their brain knows this isn't the end. They know God is in control and every bad thing is being used for kingdom purpose and their brain is able to stay connected spiritually to the ultimate truth that God is allowing them to go through this so that His gospel can save people's lives and they have witnessed Jesus raise Himself from the dead and they are now so alive with the Spirit and truth of Christ that they're almost impenetrable psychologically. And that is what we see here. They have help spiritually because they're so connected to God. Jesus, the Spirit, they are so connected to the authority and power in life and the source of safety and peace and hope. They know this isn't everything. They know they're going to heaven. They know this is temporary and their brains don't traumatize. It's incredible. If you at all feel ashamed for not being there, I'm not there yet either, but it is now my prayer. As a woman with trauma, I want to be that impenetrable against the devil because trauma is not enjoyable and I don't want any more of it. And I just think that is so cool to look at scripture and now see these guys almost untouchable. They're like, yeah, you can hurt me. I'm going to keep going. It's amazing. And so when we look at trauma, we look at what the experience part of this is. It's how you perceived what happened to you. And your perceptions are shaped by how old you are, what you've lived through, whether people are there to help you. These experiences are how you perceive the event, the what. And thirdly, we have effects. Effects are the lasting impacts on your life from the events you endured and how your brain perceived them. This is the pain you carry. These are the symptoms of the trauma or the wounding now playing out in your life. So the effects are the aftermath, if you will, of 
how you perceived all of this. And some examples of how this can really affect you, regardless of what happened to you, once there's trauma, what we start to see is people are unable to cope with the stresses and strains of life. Maybe before you were calm and peaceful and you were a very go with the flow kind of person. And now you're short tempered and anxious and easily triggered. Maybe you struggle to regulate your emotions, which means you struggle to control how you express your emotions, specifically the negative ones. You know, maybe once you were able to hold back anger or grief in public, now it just has these huge outbursts in your life. Maybe you're struggling to think clearly. You have scrambled thoughts, the inability to remember things clearly. And this is especially true with the memories of the events that you've lived through. If you're a very detail-organized, detail-oriented or organized person, you might just have this chaos now or you can't even get your thoughts straight or your things organized. You might have difficulty with your attention span. You struggle to stay focused on something for long periods of time in places where you used to be fine. Maybe your relationships are affected If you have been hurt by people in any capacity, you may have a distrust of people now, even your loved ones who didn't hurt you at all. There's this this rift, this separation now between you and your people or people in general. Even if the trauma and what happened to you had nothing to do with people, just that heightened fear that it could happen again, it builds this distrust and it can affect your relationships. You might also struggle physically with certain parts of your body if the trauma and the bad thing that happened to you impacted your physical body. My own personal example of this is that I've had a lot of sexual abuse in my life. And for much of my life, I didn't want to feel anything from my knees up to my ribcage. And I found that I could not work out without getting triggered. Because to work out properly, you need to protect your core. And the deep core muscles that you engage are your pelvic floor. And that's down by your pelvis. And those muscles stored all of that trauma. I have thrown my lower back out so many times with like straining it. And I don't know if you can sprain it, but I have messed my back up because I don't engage my core when I pick up heavy boxes or, you know, big, heavy things because of this trauma. The minute I engage the pelvic floor, all of a sudden I'm like getting really anxious and nearing the state of fight or flight. And like, I don't want to feel that. And so I avoid working out. And I avoid workouts that involve those muscles. Well, most workouts involve those muscles. Whether you're going on a walk, whether you're working out at the gym, whether you do yoga, regardless of what you do, that's a major part of your body. So I just haven't worked out most of my life because I didn't want to feel into that part of my body. So if there's something that has impacted a physical part of your body, psychologically, you may be avoiding feeling into it, 
talking about it, thinking about it, or anything that has anything to do with it because of the trauma you carry. When we look at these effects, these impacts, these symptoms of your trauma, they can show up immediately right after the event. This is, you know, someone who's just been in a big life-threatening situation is often very panicked and they can't come out of that. And these, these effects show up right away. They can also show up much later in life. And we see this with war vets. Maybe something really, really bad happened and they're still in combat for a few more years and they come back and maybe they're still on duty. And while they're in the world of the military, it's not as, is known, but when they really return to civilian life, try to get back to their normal life and reintegrate back into it, the trauma starts showing up heavily. That PTSD can really start to appear, all those symptoms can start to appear later on in life. We see that these effects can be short-lived. They could happen for a very short period of time after the event and actually then taper off and almost heal themselves. We call this post-traumatic stress resilience. The brain is able to understand it's over now, and it lets it all go in this resilient-like way. We see this a lot if people have a really good community around them, and the bad thing that happened is kind of a one-time thing. It's really awful. They traumatize but they had a good life before and they have a good group of people around them helping support them through this and community then can really help bring healing and safety in and they can then heal and move on. It can also be very long lasting like post-traumatic stress disorder, which is what I've struggled with where Maybe it's showing up later in life. Maybe, maybe this abuse has been coming from childhood and your brain was never developed enough to understand life could be good. And now it's just wired backwards. We'll talk about that in future episodes. Maybe there's trauma that has so deeply impacted your brain and body that your brain doesn't even know that it can be safe again. It happens a lot when people have been abused in childhood or in war or domestic violence situations where it's ongoing abuse. And so these effects can really show up in a lot of different ways in your life. And they're what we call the signs and symptoms of your trauma or the wounding that you now carry from everything you've lived and how you perceived all of it. So, The effects are the long-lasting impacts on your life. The event is what happened. All those detailed facts that a news reporter would spit out. The experience is how you perceived what happened. How your brain in that moment with everything you've ever lived and how it perceived all of it viewed this event and you in power or powerlessness. 
and the effects are the symptoms and pain that show up after that you're carrying because of what happened and how you perceived it. So when we look at trauma, it's not simple. It's not just what you lived through. It's this really big, complex thing that's so much bigger than we ever realized. Makes sense considering how elaborate God designed our brains. We hardly know what they do, and they do so many amazing things. And Satan knows exactly how he created them, and he knows how to mess with them, and he has done a stand-up job of just trying to destroy our brains with trauma. But the good news is that we have enough knowledge of how this wires into your brain, your heart, and your body that we have resources to heal that now, to unwire the damage that's been done inside of you mentally and emotionally and sometimes physically so that you can find freedom and come back to who you are and who God created you to be. So over these next nine episodes, I'm going to walk you through the depths of this. There's going to be a lot of layman's terms and some kindergarten level science, but we're going to go deep into what trauma really is so that you can understand what's going on inside of you and then get the right help to heal and be free finally. We're going to talk about the different types of trauma. We're going to talk about the signs and symptoms of each type of trauma. What resources are available to you to not only determine if you have trauma, but eventually in a series after this, we're going to talk about what resources are available to help you heal this trauma. And we're going to go into the science of how this wires into your brain and body. Looking at your brain, your memories, your nervous system. And we're going to end this journey by talking about what it's like to live with trauma. Bringing all this knowledge together into really understanding what it's like to be a human with trauma what the struggles are, and how maybe you can show up for the loved ones in your life who have trauma to point them to Christ and the right mental health resources to find healing and freedom. And what all this is going to do is it's going to help lay a foundation for understanding how to heal. Again, you cannot get help if you don't even know what the problem is. So this is going to really lay the foundation deeply for like beginner level understanding trauma so that you really know scientifically what's going on and you can get the right help. Second, it's going to help you silence the lies of the enemy. We live in a fallen world. Satan is out to steal, kill, and destroy you. And he is going to hurt you in a way that damages your brain, body, and heart. And he's going to do the least amount of work with the most amount of damage. And trauma is just a big way that he does that. So learning the science of mental health and trauma is going to help you not only get the right help to heal it, but give you a weapon against the enemy. Because when you can silence the lies of the devil, 
it's a lot easier to stand in the truth of God, in who you are, in whose you are, and in the freedom that you can have right now because of him. So I hope that this series can do all that for you, get you started in understanding what this is, how to get the right help, and really giving you a step up from the enemy so that you can battle him and the evil he's done in your life a little bit easier. Next week, I am going to introduce to you the five different types of trauma. We're going to start next week with the first three and the week after go into the second two. And then we'll keep moving on from there. And if you are a woman who is struggling with trauma right now, if you have triggers and those life altering effects and they're really impacting you in a negative way and you just need more help. I want you to know that I've got some resources available for you right now. There is a free video down in the show notes. It's one of my favorite mental health techniques for turning off trauma triggers in less than five minutes. And it's me guiding this technique on camera for you. And it's just a full video download that you can put on any tech device and have with you everywhere you go so that no matter where you are, what time of day and night it is, you have help. And a second resource is that I actually have a full membership of videos and audios, just like that free one of different mental health techniques designed to help you turn off the trigger or turn off the stress response, if you will and come back to the state of peace in your mind and body. Some of them are really short exercises designed for things like triggers, panic and anxiety attacks, PTSD, so that you can turn it off quickly and get back to your life. And others are really longer videos and audios to not only work through the triggers, but to work through the hard emotions that came with it and to process some of those emotions so that you can be free of that. I always want to encourage you to get one-on-one help to heal in the show notes. You're going to find a link to practitioner directories for both therapists and trauma coaches in the realms of EFT, EMDR, and somatic experiencing. And if you have no idea what those are, check out the practitioner directories. That page on my website explains in detail what they are with links to those directories. But I also understand that healing is usually a one hour a week thing. Healing happens in this incredible moment with a practitioner who shows up unconditionally with undivided attention, helping you heal for 60 to 90 minutes. And it's amazing. And then it's over. And you have six days and 23 hours until your next session And my own personal experience is that was a very dark six days and 23 hours. I had so much trauma with PTSD that I did not function and I was drowning in it and I needed more help. And I didn't see a lot of things like this out there and there was nothing Christian like this. And so I created this because it was what I needed. And I want you to know that If that's not what you need, that's okay. But if you are a Christian woman struggling with trauma, with stress, with triggers, maybe you have PTSD or just a ton of panic and anxiety, 
these resources are going to help you turn that off and come back to the state of peace in your mind and body so that you can move forward connected to God and move forward in this state of peace, which is where love really comes in and flows through us. It's hard for the spirit to move through a heart that's in a panic attack. And so when we can come out of these triggers, we are in a beautiful state that God designed us to be in. And we become open vessels for the spirit to flow through us. So it's a gift for you and it helps you stay in alignment with God. And you deserve to live and thrive in a state of peace in your mind and body. If you are struggling with trauma and the damaging effects of it, I want you to know that it's not only okay to get help, it is a really beautiful thing. So again, there's two resources, free and paid, in the show notes, as well as a link to practitioner directories if you do need one-on-one help. I hope this episode brought you some hope, some light. If you know you have trauma and you know you're living this struggle, I hope this spoke truth of what really is going on inside of you. Maybe this helped you realize that you're not crazy or broken for struggling with this, that this is the wounding from the bad things that happened and you didn't cause those bad things, you didn't ask for them. And you didn't even really have control over this. This was how your brain perceived it. Maybe you're someone who hasn't lived the big bad things and you know you have trauma and everyone's telling you you don't because you haven't lived a sexual assault or a natural disaster. And maybe now you know that trauma is not what you lived through. It's just how your brain perceived it based on everything else in your life. And that's a very complicated, complex thing. I hope this episode did not overwhelm you with all of that, but really opened the door to a deeper understanding of how Satan can damage you. And hopefully gave you some hope that mental health understands that now, which is such a big light and uh, that you can get the right help to heal. And if you stay tuned, you're going to learn that. From one survivor of this hard life to another, I am praying for you. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care. Thank you so much for listening today. If you liked this episode and are looking for some additional resources to help you turn off your stress, including overwhelm, anxiety, panic, and trauma triggers, check out my free mental health video linked in the show notes below. In it, I guide you through one of my favorite mental health techniques for turning off all of that stress in less than five minutes no matter where you are. Truly, you can turn off your stress in under five minutes in public and no one will ever know. It's that amazing. Download it from the link in the show notes below and let me carry you back to this state of peace in your mind and body. 
I'm praying for you. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care.